0: Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are episodes about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Look once, look twice to figure out who the patient is. Mr. R was a 70-year-old man who worked previously for the railroad as one of the engineers on the cross-country trains hauling many different types of freight from Colorado to Vermont, or from Boise to Salt Lake, and everywhere in between. He used to tell me that the cost of moving freight was so small, that they could move tons of coal several hundred miles on only a few gallons of diesel fuel, making it the most efficient use of energy on the planet. He was also incredibly well-read on a number of different subjects, from the sophistication of metallurgy to the history of the Holy Roman Empire, and he seemed to switch between these topics easily and with seamless transition that I know I felt like I'd missed something in our conversations. Mr. R. came to me self-referred. He noted that his memory as he put it just wasn't what it used to be and that I just can't remember things. They come in and out of my attention. It takes me a moment to remember what I need to remember. He described this as something that he'd noticed after he retired and it was disconcerting to him as he tended to pride himself on being able to recollect and articulate quickly and fluently. Now he felt he had hesitation in speech slowing down to think what he was trying to recall. His wife stated that she didn't really recognize any changes, other than, we're all slowing down. I asked both he and his spouse if he had any problems getting lost, or if he'd wandered off only to be found somewhere not anticipated by either one of them, to which both denied. Similarly, no issues with doing books at at home, leaving things like the stove on, having problems getting dressed, or challenges driving or following directions. Nothing at all, said Mr. R. It's just remembering that worries me. Mrs. R only laughed, noting that if Mr. R didn't have something to worry about, he wasn't happy. Mr. R's examination was normal, and I told him that. However, I also stated that we could get neuropsychometric testing to further evaluate his concerns, as well as some lab tests and, if needed, some additional imaging studies. I asked Mrs. R to monitor Mr. R and to let me know if there were any changes that she noted, and scheduled the tests and an appointment once they were completed to go over them again with the patient. About two weeks later, I received a message from Mr. R that he had called and wanted to speak to me. While I figured this was only about getting the results of his various tests, I hadn't seen all of them yet, so I didn't call him back right away, waiting to get some of the uh, finished results. Surprisingly, I received another message several days later that Mr. R wanted to talk to me urgently. So I went looking for his results and noted again that he hadn't seen the neuropsychologist as of yet and most of the laboratory tests were back and, frankly, were normal. I suppose I could contact the patient with that information, so I called him back, ready to articulate the need to get the entire picture, which might take a bit more time. When I got on the phone with Mr. R, he was almost whispering on the phone, Doctor, I need to talk to you about those questions you asked, you know, the ones about getting lost, leaving stuff on. Yes, I replied hesitantly. Are you noticing that now? The peculiar thing is that most patients with dementia are not the ones that notice these issues. It's the caregiver or spouse that does. Almost always, the patient is unaware he or she is having problems. Well, I remember all you said at our last visit, he said. It's just that it's Maribel, my wife. She's having the problems with this, he said, his voice cracking. I found her in the garage a couple of days ago at around 5 a.m. We usually do get up early, but not that early. And she couldn't tell me why she was there. He paused. Then yesterday, she nearly burned the house down. She left an iron-on upstairs on one of her blouses and must have just walked away. She didn't remember even starting to iron. Mr. R was clearly upset. I tried to calm Mr. R. Mr. R. Mr. R, we probably need to see Mrs. R soon and do something like we did for you. Someone will call you back with some appointment times. I spoke with my nurse, and we found some time options for Mrs. R to be seen that week, although not with me. I did receive all of Mr. R's tests and evaluations back, and it appeared as if he was not only not demented, but very high-functioning with verbal and analytical scores, which were high not just for age, but in general. When he and Mrs. R came back to see me later on in the month, Mr. R was relieved to find out that his testing was negative. It has to be, he said strongly. I need to be able to take care of Maribel. I asked if they had gone through the other testing for Mrs. R, to which Mr. R denied. But the other doctor thought her examination was going to be consistent with Alzheimer's disease, said Mr. R, looking at his wife. And I've read up on it. I know what it is. Mrs. R just smiled. We'll get through this, honey, she noted. I just won't iron anymore. She laughed and Mr. R actually smiled. We connected Mr. and Mrs. R to the Alzheimer's clinic as well as the support staff there in order for them to be able to take advantage of the social services available. I did see Mr. R several times after that just to go over some of his final results. He noted that Mrs. R was doing okay and they had plenty of family and friends in the area that could help him take care of her. I remember his last statement to me We've been together for 50 years. Something like this isn't going to pull us apart. And I'm glad I'm paranoid. It helped us get Maribel seen earlier. May we all be as optimistic, dedicated, and able to see the silver lining in a personal cloud as was Mr. R. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.